So I'm a bit behind because anime has been wild this year, but I've officially caught up on the second season of Tokyo Revengers. Although most of it was just stuff I'd already seen before since I'm way farther ahead in the manga at this point. Even knowing the ups and downs, this show still manages to catch me by surprise. It's not perfect and it's gonna have more than a few loose ends by the time all is said and done. I still think this anime is one of the most compelling and moral rich stories being shared. I just love this story, these characters and the stereotypes that they are consistently shattering. I honestly believe that we could do a whole like sermon series on this anime, but for this one, I wanna focus on the overarching reality that Takamichi seems to be realizing. There is a futility to time travel. And maybe we suffer from the same problem, even if we aren't able to literally travel back 12 years into the past. But as always, Jesus remains the hope for the future. So let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and wishing I had a friend as good as Chifuyu. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these Wicked Deep Dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're gonna be starting this one with our scripture. I'm gonna be our guest liturgist for today, reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 11 through 17. As always, we'll be reading from the NRSV UE. That's my preferred translation. It's what's gonna be on the screen. Feel free to use whatever translation you prefer as well. These things happen to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from the worship of idols. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. So before we get too far into this one, what even is Tokyo Avengers? Well, since this is actually our second time covering the series, I thought I'd just let past Nathan take over for a second. So take it away, old me. So before we get too far into things, what even is Tokyo Avengers? If you're a big anime fan, odds are you've at least heard of this new hit that is sweeping the anime world, but what is it actually about? Tokyo Avengers is the story of a young neat Takamichi Hanagaki who is watching the news one day and discovers that the girl he dated in middle school, Hinata, has died along with her little brother in an accident that was connected to the Tokyo Manji gang. Later on that day, in a weird state of confusion, Takamichi ends up getting pushed in front of a train for some mysterious reason and, instead of dying, ends up teleported 12 years back in time. 12 years ago to the exact day, in fact. Takamichi does some exploration, assuming he must be dreaming. After bustling about for the day in the past, he ends up running into his ex-girlfriend's little brother, Naoto, who died in the accident. He tells Naoto the exact time and date that he and his sister will die in the future, and then, when the two shake hands as a pact that Naoto will do all that he can to protect his big sister, Takamichi ends up getting teleported back to the present, where he is in the hospital after surviving being pushed in front of that train. We learn that Naoto took to the advice of the past Takamichi and became a cop in order to save his sister. However, 
it still wasn't enough. But Naoto now wants to help Takamichi as a time traveler, and the two go back and fix things so that they can save the girl that they both love. One as a brother, and one as maybe something more? I don't know. Takamichi and Hinata have a weird relationship. This begins the wacky adventure back and forth in time that inevitably leads to Takamichi befriending the members of the Tokyo Manji gang in order to determine why they kill Hinata in the future. So with all that past information in mind, it's important to know that season one ended with Takamichi watching Chifuya, his new number two, get brutally murdered right in front of him and realizing that he had actually changed nothing at all. So season two just contains even more travels back in time to figure out what went wrong this time and what the dastardly Kisaki had done. Spoilers for the show that isn't really a spoiler. Even with the new changes that Takamichi makes in this season, it still makes no real difference. When he goes forward again, nothing has changed except for more carnage, more death, and more destruction. If anything, Takamichi has made everything worse with the changes in season two. And as someone who is a ways ahead, it ain't getting better anytime soon. However, it is exactly this that I believe makes Tokyo Avengers so very interesting. Takamichi has the incredible power to travel back and forth in time with a handshake, but it's also a very controlled level of time travel, exactly 12 years. This means that what happens 12 years in the past becomes the new canon. Every decision that Takamichi makes is exactly his fault. That's an awful place to be in. <laughs> And if it were anyone other than him, he would probably have given up and given in to his fate by this point. But thank goodness, Takamichi is unquestionably stubborn, and he keeps trying to fix things and make them right. He takes the information from the future and tries again and again to adjust them in a way that makes sense to him. And to be fair, he's saved the lives of dozens at this point. But he's also lost a view along the way to a time that he just can't go back to anymore. So this brings us to two real areas of lack that Takamichi has no control over. His past decisions older than 12 years to the minute are set in stone, and also the series of events that take place between the handshake and the 12 years forward to the minute are completely out of his control. These two areas of lack are compelling to me. This can also be a somewhat nihilistic look at control and that which we actually have power over. In all reality, even with his vast power, Takamichi only gets to make one more active decision than we do. And even then, he actually has less control over his life than we do, because while it's not everything, I have a general idea of the last 12 years of my life, whereas Takamichi has to interview people to even figure out what happened over the past 12 years. While I think some time travel stories can feel unrealistic and unrelatable. I believe it's this factor that makes Tokyo Avengers so darn relatable. Life can feel that way. It might even be the reason that Mangaka chose the number 12. 12 years is in our mindset. It's 12 years in our school career. Who doesn't reflect as a high school senior of the 12 years prior and wonder hey, what could have been different over these 12 years? And that feeling, I hate to break it to you, doesn't stop as we grow older. There's this sort of 12-year era of life that we're somewhat able to reflect on and wonder about. And it feels out of control. It feels like we had decisions along the way that have made an impact on the decisions that we're still making today. But there is hope ahead for Takamichi, and there is hope ahead for us. With that, let's look at our scripture for today. This passage comes from 1 Corinthians, which is a letter written by Paul to the early church of Corinth. The church of Corinth had a knack for grinding Paul's gears. They messed up a lot and got in fights with each other quite often. Nothing at all like the church today. 
right? In this passage, Paul is wrestling a bit with the Corinthians on idolatry and on whether or not sacrifices are still a needful thing in the context of Christian culture that's being introduced. No doubt this debate is being spurred by the mixing of Jewish culture and Gentiles, in other words, not Jewish people. In this passage, Paul is using the past as an example of our present, an appropriate thing given our time travel theme for this one. These things happened to the past people to serve an example to us, the current people. And they were written down to instruct us on whom the ends of the ages have come. Paul has listed the failings of the past work of Moses and the early Israelites, all those in the historic scripture of what we now know as the Old Testament. These people failed again and again. And in Paul's perceptions, we ought to learn from them as the history book lesson that they really are. These are the people that the Jewish culture would have looked back upon as heroic and mythical characters. Paul's saying, oh yeah, they're examples all right, but not always examples of what to do, but often what not to do. Paul continues, if you think you are standing, hey, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful. He will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with that testing, he will also provide a way out so that you're able to endure it. This is a popular passage and one that is often misused. This isn't so much a feel-good encouragement as it is a warning and a notice to be careful. While the terminology of testing is not my favorite Pauline principle, the point here remains that while Paul believes that no testing will be beyond our strength, that doesn't mean it won't push you to the very limits of what you have to give. Take heart, sure, but also be ready for the same temptation that caused the pain and hurt of all of those that Paul has just finished listing. Paul goes on to say, therefore, my beloved, flee from the worship of idols. That's what this whole thing has been about. I speak as to sensible people. You guys have brains. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Now we've moved into what we call the Eucharist, or what you might call communion. This is where we take the bread and wine, or more often grape juice, and we remember and reflect upon the sacrificial love of Jesus upon the cross in the climactic moments of the Gospels. This may feel like a pretty abrupt shift, right? but it's very much a connection for Paul. It helps to consider the wider reality of the letter here. Paul is leading towards a full diatribe on love that everyone knows from 1 Corinthians 13, that everyone has read in their weddings again and again. That love is rooted to what we're talking about now, the concept of communion. We share in communion as a reflection and remembrance of Jesus, yes, but also as a symbol of the unification, the whole union part of communion, of the body of Christ, which is everyone who so believes. We participate in one body together. We are ostensibly one, and that love is rooted in a sacrifice. And that sacrifice is based in relationship. The sacrifice of Christ made the paltry animal and food sacrifices totally unneeded. Paul is saying here, isn't this the body and blood of Christ? Do we really need more? I don't think so. So come to the communion table. Don't argue about doing the law of the sinners and broken people of the past, but instead learn from them and focus on the road in front of you so you don't stumble while looking back at the past so hard. It is this reality that Takamichi is learning through the lessons of the past. He's discovering that the truth of the future is found in relationship and sacrificial love, not so much in the lonely neat that he was before all of this started. While it is spurned on by a tragic event, the reality of the travels of Takamichi are, cringe aside, the friendships that he's making along the way. Chifuyu now knows 
the secret. Takamichi is not alone. He has friends. He has Tomon. He is working on building a community, a communion with those around him. The future still isn't quite there because he's still focused on the past. There will be mistakes along the way. People will be lost. But it's paramount that Takamichi keeps moving forward in love in order for the most amount of good to be done. With all that in mind, what does any of this mean for us today? We have to stop relying so deeply on knowledge over love. The obsession with the past is rooted in this crisis. We learn from our history. We use it for good, but we don't focus on it or obsess over it. As United Methodists, we believe in the important work of interpreting life through the means of scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. But none of those lenses of interpretation should take precedent over the commandments to love God and love others. And the best way we have to do that is through communion, which is why Checkpoint is about to take a turn on how we do that together more regularly. Keep in touch with the community through this channel, Twitch, and Discord, because we're gonna be continuing to prayerfully consider what does this mean for us? We need to be actively reminded that we are one in the body of Christ together. In the vein of doing good, doing no harm, and striving to grow, all of these three point towards building better relationships with those around us in the body of Christ and with those outside of the body of Christ in this world. Life can feel out of control. It can feel like 12 years have passed us by in a flash and we look back in regret, but no amount of looking back will change what has happened unless you happen to have time travel powers like Takamichi, which I'm not betting on it. So the best thing to do is to learn from the mistakes of the past and choose to love above all else. Build upon the relationships that you do have, find new ones, Seek ways to do good and to do no harm in those spaces. Checkpoint is a beautiful example of how this work is being done actively. Relationships are being formed and deepened every minute of every day. And we'd love to have you join us in this space. Because remember, whether you're a time-traveling loner, one of the heads of Tomon, or just a weeb who loves watching anime, you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us on these nerdy deep dives each week. If you want more Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday over on our Twitch channel. We play all sorts of games and hang out in all sorts of ways over there. We're also active 24 seven on our Discord server. If you haven't joined Discord yet, I'll link both of those down below. We'd love to have you. We're listening to music. We're answering questions of the day. We're getting lunch together. Discord is always popping. If you watched this far in the video, then odds are you probably have liked this one. If you did, then be sure to let me know by clicking that thumbs up. I really do check those thumbs ups to see what we continue to create in the future. So make sure you let me know that this is one that you particularly enjoyed. And hey, if you're wanting more to watch after watching this one, then I could obviously recommend that you go watch our first Tokyo Revengers nerdy sermon. I really enjoyed putting that one together. And then another very similar anime about time travel that I also highly recommend you watch is Erased, another great nerdy sermon. I totally love that story. I'll talk about it until I'm blue in the face. Or you could go for even another time travel anime, Summertime Rendering from last year that you could only find on Disney Plus in Japan. But I think now it's officially on Hulu. So go watch that one and watch the nerdy sermon on it and enjoy having that conversation with us as well. Quick question for you, 12 years is too long ago to remember, but what would you change just since the beginning of 2023? If you could change one thing, what would you do just since January 1st? I think I would have invested in my health even sooner. I recently got an under the desk treadmill and it has been a total life change. Like just, just taking a little bit of effort and putting it towards betterment of yourself, that is something that you cannot do soon enough. 
with that, we're going to end this video as we always do with the three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there. Whether you believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church, hate God, hate church, we still believe these three things to be true about every single one of you. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on YouTube and Twitch and Discord. Number three, look that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, until the next time that I see you, whether it be right now on our Discord tomorrow, over on Twitch, or same time, same place here on YouTube for another of these Nerdy Deep Dives next week. I look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye! Uh-oh. These people don't look infected. Huh. Where are all their right arms cut off? Oh no! Oh, sneaky, sneaky. Oh, sneaky. Oh, be sneaky, little sneaky. They're probably going to die before we reach the exit. That's the spirit.